Hey there, it's me, Denise Lee, and welcome to the Introverted Entrepreneur Podcast, where we help improve your mindset and your money. And in today's episode, I want to talk with you about creating a content strategy that works. This is going to be a tried and true formula that you can use across all platforms, doesn't matter if you're Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or Twitter, whatever you're on. We're going to be talking about just creating a solid content strategy that not just increases your following numbers, but improves your engagement. You're going to get get all these tips coming to you after this short break. Hey, and we're back. You know, when I think about content creation, I'm not talking with you in the realms of should I create more text or video or just really high quality images. I would definitely say that in general, like this is more of a conversation about your strategy and less about should I be making videos or content, uh, videos or text or infographics. But I will say this um, before we dive into it any more details, bar none, video is king. Video is something that is easy and fast to digest and people enjoy looking at video more than anything else. Not to say that audio or like podcasts don't work or that we can't write, it just... If we're on social media, most people prefer to look at videos. Um, so I just want to just throw that out there that um, if you really want to up your viewerships, if you really want to get a lot of followers faster and make a better connection, video is kind of the way to do it. But you may not like video and that's okay. I'm not really a big video person myself. I've noticed that kind of when I create videos my, myself, my eyes want to dart all over the place as I'm kind of searching for information in my mind, and it's just kind of a hot mess. So <laughs> I typically shine best in audio or text, but I just want to let you know that the statistics don't lie, bar none, like with across all the other forms of content, video is king. So that's I just want to just throw that out there just like in the beginning, so um, you you know that. But that's not the only way to create content that's engaging and bringing in new followers. So this is more of a strategy guide um, uh, for across all the platforms that I've kind of learned myself over the last couple of years. And I'm hoping that if you implement at least two or three of the, the strategies that I've I've outlined that I'm going to talk with you right now about, I think you're going to be really successful. I think it's going to be help you to boost your numbers, um, no matter what platform you're using. So here we go. the The first one is I just want you to pay attention to what other people in your industry um, are doing online. Because they kind of will set the gold standard for what you need to be posting. I'll never forget um, when I first started, specifically on Twitter, I noticed that a lot of people would have like a text and then they would have like a, a GIF or, or GIF, I don't know how they're pronounced, GIF or, or GIF, <laughs> and to kind of really resonate, bring home the point of the idea, or they would just use a facial expression to really drive down, like not drive home the point of the text they were using. 
And then after a while, I've learned that you can create your own. And I, I would, would play with my own and create images of myself, little short videos and create little gifts of myself. And that was really fun. And I noticed I got a lot of engagement that way. So it always is important for you before, you know, you know, you you start creating a lot of content to just take a few moments to kind of go through your feed and look at people within your industry, right? Your industry and see what posts gets trended. See the posts that gets a lot of people's interest. And I'm not saying like be a copycat, like copy exactly what they're doing, but just get a good feeling for what kind of, what trends and what's, what's popular because my thing is, there's no reason for you to uh, work from the beginning if there's like a tried and true formula of what works. And I gave the you know the gifts as an example, but there's a lot of other ways that you could be turning. I've noticed um, for for myself myself like emojis, not emojis every single post, but just like scattered throughout the post um, can really drive home a point. And that's another fun way of creating like a lot of emotions if to or spicing up text only. It says, you know, a little smiley face or if you're talking about eating food, like a picture of you in a little emoji of you um, of, you know, wearing a chef's hat. Like there's there's a tons of little ways that you can sprinkle it in. I wouldn't say like every single post has to be that way, but I think that it just adds a little contrast and it's fun. I also would say in regards to um, kind of copying what the trends are, I definitely don't get too heavy trying to replicate one person um, because you don't want to be a copycat. You want to develop your own unique style, um, obviously, but based on a formula that works. And, And as you develop your own unique voice, as you are kind of creating your own audience, you want to be known for certain certain types of texts like written or certain types of videos. So that actually brings me to the next point is develop your own style that's unique to you. For me, I, I'm i more of a matter of fact, straight to the point kind of person. So a lot of my my content is, they're not it's not long. It kind of gets straight to the point once I've made my point. I'm I'm out of there. I'm I don't really want to just talk longer than I need to be or write a really long post. That's my style. But I want you to develop your style on what works for you and and be consistent on it. Don't feel like you have to if you don't feel like you want to write long posts, don't write a long post. It could be short, sweet to the point. You don't have to and if you like to really write out a longer post, write a longer post out. Like that's okay for you. I I remember somebody told me, um, this was on Twitter a while back, um, that no one likes long posts. And I would also see some people with large following, like 200, 300,000 followers who would write these literally novels on Twitter, long posts. And there was a lot of engagement and feedback and comments. And I would say this, I, I would say that if you have an audience that's engaged with your content, it doesn't matter if it's long or short, they will pay attention to it. Pay attention to it. So just get into rhythm 
where it feels good for you and it flows and just don't stop. Don't feel like you have to have hard and fast rules about the length of the type of post that you have, okay? Now let's talk about um, writing. Writing, I think it's really good um, for a lot of ways, a lot of things. Um, writing, obviously, practice makes perfect. The more that you write, it will improve the way you speak. The better you speak, the better you'll perform on your videos. And I would definitely say that if you're, for those of you guys who are doing videos, right, I would definitely use the writing as adds mystery to what the video is saying. Like for example, if you're giving like a five minute video about content creation, you know, you could just start off like a couple posts. Like in this video, we're going to be talking about five myths that people assume work in content creation and why this may not work for you. Or I also talk about those strategy to getting um, tons of engagement um, to a cold or non-existing audience. Like add like a little bit of mystery, a little bit of something that would make someone watch the video. Because if you're going to take the time to create the video, right, you should just have like really interesting and interesting headlines would want people to watch. For example, but for me, if I'm creating just a text only, I'm just going to create. Um, a lot of you know good content, a lot of good takeaways that people can just go with, um, and I don't necessarily have the luxury of creating a little suspense because that's all I've got. I've got the text. So if you're going to have text and video or video or infographic. If you're going to create like an infographic too, same thing, you would want to kind of summarize like the main points that the infographic is going to explain. I know there's some people who rather read stuff rather than listen stuff and some people who like listen stuff rather than read stuff. So I would definitely say in the interest of time, really just make sure that your content... Um, like if you're having text with video or video with text or infographic with text, that it supplements one another. It doesn't have to be a replica of of one of the two. The video doesn't have the video is not doesn't have to be completely summarized in the text and vice versa. Um, I also would want to say as we're creating like content, right, that you definitely, if you're creating video content specifically. Take the time to do some light editing. Um, make sure that it has the appropriate lighting. Make sure that if you're talking, right, that you have subtitles. I know that it may seem like it's a little uh, a little hard and difficult to do um, your subtitles, but there's a lot of services that can do it uh, for really low costs. Um, for example, my um, my business coach uh, told me about this this service called Rev Rev dot com. Um, you can look it up rev dot com, and they do uh, uh, subtitles and transcription for really cheap price. For example, like um, I'm on the rev.com site right now just looking at it and for audio and video transcription by human is $1.25 per minute or rough draft at 25 cents per minute, captions $1.25 per minute and foreign subtitles three to seven dollars per minute. And here's a pro tip. If you are creating a blog, right, you can create like a 20 
uh, minute video about some topic, right? And you just talk. And then you could take that raw information, have it transcribed, and then boom, you've got a blog post right there. Isn't that cool? Like you can just have it done just Johnny on the spot and you can be able to have it... um, reuse that blog spot, the blog post, for example, and perhaps you want to take part of it and create a course out of it. I mean, the possibilities of are endless with kind of repurposing content. So I definitely see that there's a lot of value about kind of taking that video and then transforming it 5,000 different ways. So this will be really helpful for you. I mean, as you're, as you're growing in your business and you're thinking about new ways to create opt-ins and get people interested, definitely think about how you can transform your content and do other different things. So, but the point is, I just want you to just take a moment and just improve your video editing. Um, subtitles work. Um, like I said before about adding uh, lighting, just taking the time to make sure your sound works well. One of the things that I have been trying to improve myself is the quality of the sounds from my podcast, for example, and making sure that I'm in a space where um, there isn't a lot of um, background noise around me so that my audio is as, as good as possible. But just those little things can really improve your listener retention and help people just to want to just keep engaged and trusting, not, not trusting, get people still engaged and talking, engaged with you online. Because I really think that um, with there's so many options out there, um, if people aren't feeling the connection with you, they can easily just disengage. So just doing those little things, those little tweaks, improving things online can make a really big difference. Okay. Now, let's talk about um, reviewing your post statistics. Now, if you're, you're a content creator, everything you post online, you can be able to rev- review and see, um, doesn't matter the platform, how far it reached. Um, I know within Twitter, um, it, you can read the... Um, what was I going to say? You can read like how um, uh, the impressions and the retweets and the likes and like, um, and I think that's really good um, to just see how popular certain things are or not. I know in within LinkedIn, you can see um, the same thing, the reach, and you can see uh, the, the professions of the people who look at your reach and the locations um, where they're at. And I think... Uh, Instagram has some a similar feature with the reach and the, the you can see who liked it. And it's really good for a lot of reasons. A, you want to make sure that if you're producing content that people like, you want to double down on it, meaning that you want to be able to create more and more and more on it, not just just kind of, you know, randomly just um, um, clicking on things. Um, you want to make sure that um, you're posting content that people enjoy seeing it. Um, and then obviously you also want to make sure that as you're reviewing your statistics, right, your post statistics, you don't like try to overanalyze everything. Because sometimes you may post something that you thought was a innocuous, something that, something that you didn't think it was weirdly popular, but you know, 
due to the current events of the day or, you know, the post, uh, the post time that you posted, it may have been, um, a really popular time. You'd be, you may be surprised, like how people will get engaged on certain types of things. So, um, I don't, what I'm saying is don't overanalyze it because there's so many other random variables that can influence the popularity of a post. It, it could be somebody forwarded your post to somebody else. I mean, there's just certain things are beyond your control. So it's just good to know these things, but I just wouldn't overanalyze it because there's just so many different variables. And then the last thing I just want to say is that, um, you want to thank the people who commented on your content. Um, because here's the thing, they have the option of looking at a whole lot of other content online. So if the moment they just stop by and say, hey, I liked it, or heck, even the thumbs up, right, or post, like to say, hey, thanks for your feedback, thanks for stopping by, or kind of up building on the point that they made, make sure that people feel like they're appreciated because like I said, they have the option of looking at a whole lot of content, but they stop in their busy time just to acknowledge yours. So it's really important that you engage with people. When you engage with people and you engage with people uh, on a consistent basis, they'll take to notice with you. And then obviously as they kind of grow and like you, they'll recommend you or you'll show up in their feeds because you're constantly engaging back and forth with them. So it's just really good just to just have a a moment, even if it's like 15 minutes a day, just to kind of go through your post and, and, and engage as much as possible. I know we can't engage with everybody. There's some people who are trolls and just not going to lie. There's are people who make posts and they that aren't really relevant or the little off topic from what you say, you know, even if, if it's weird, you know, somebody writes something that's completely like off topic. Like for example, you're talking about baking and someone says, Oh, I love dogs. And you're like, okay, we're talking about baking here. Just a simple post is like, Hey, thanks for stopping by. Thank you with a smiley emoji or whatever. Just to let people know that, you know, you you sincerely care that they were thinking about you. Now, obviously, you don't have to do this for a troll or someone who isn't like um, a regular viewers. I mean, sometimes we're, when we're quickly posting things, sometimes we we mean to post on one person's thing and it just ends up on another post and post, especially if you're kind of scrolling through real fast. These things happen. I know I've done it where I've thought I posted on somebody's feed and it just popped on somewhere else, especially on Twitter, because things move so rapidly fast. But um, just take the moment just to acknowledge people. I think it really um, makes people feel special and, and, and makes people feel like, wow, like, um, like we're connected and we're feeling like we're bonded. So, well, that is it. Um, thank you so much for listening. As always, I enjoy talking with you. If you got any questions or comments, please send me a message at hello at denisegeely.com. We'd love to continue the conversation forward. And just know that it is a process. It is something that I will definitely know that it's trial and error. But I think if you're consistent and you're just trying to connect with people, I definitely feel like your connections and your audience size will inevitably grow. So That's it. Thank you again. Um, Take care and be awesome.